Man, I don't listen to what people say Cause you talk a lot don't really mean you know the way Out here on my grind cause I'm trying to elevate Get up in the morning, hit the ground and meditate Ready for my day, got a plan, I don't need to wait Mind clear, energy, and I'm feeling great It's a good life, it could be another way To me it's everything, never just another day Nah Welcome to the No, no Titles, Titles Necessary, Necessary Podcast. Podcast. It's your boy, Demir, unapologetically black. And it's your girl, Hot Toddy, sex symbol, actress, fashion extraordinaire. Where we talk from the streets to politics. And from the bed to the boardroom. Mm. Uh, what's good? What's going on? What's poppin', Toddy? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing. You know, I'm feeling powerful. Uh-oh. You know, I'm feeling sexy, feeling like a cheetah girl, know what I'm saying? Got and your I, butterflies in your hair. You no, thank you. You know, I be fluttering all around, you know, putting a little whisper in people's ear, let them know how wonderful they are every once in a while. True, you know? true, true. But I'm feeling free and vulnerable at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm feeling absolutely wonderful today. That's what's up. I like that. That's, how you that's what's good. I'm feeling good. I can't complain at all. Blessed and highly, highly favored. <laughs> Nah, but I'm feeling good, uh, energized, and focused as always, just dealing with this old bipolar hurricane season weather in oh, South Florida. Man. And the weather is almost as worse as the drivers. Oh, my God. But, you know, we maintain it. We, we, we cruising. Yep. So, you know, ain't no plan. We here for episode four. Yeah. It is. I mean, already? Ooh, God, we on episode four. Already. Not four. 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 I gave you the whole enunciation of that. Episode four, what's the title? What we got going on today? Um, we call this Turn the Volume Down. Down, 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 down. Hey, we'll get into that. Trust me, we're gonna get into it. It's a very empowering, um, enlightening uh conversation um that 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 is needed in this time. So yes. um, but before we could get into that, you know, we're gonna go ahead and get into our favorite segment. We're gonna go ahead and get into that first segment. What that segment be, Toddy? Talk. Yo shit! What it is? Talk, talk yo, yo shit, dog. Yes. It's about that time. You ready, Toddy? It's about that time. Hey, don't start it right now. Okay. Damn. But we're gonna talk our shit right now. We're gonna though. talk our shit. We're gonna talk our shit. You ready to talk your shit first? What's up? Uh, 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 I'm gonna go ahead and talk my shit right now. Okay, she ready. All right, so I just wanna give lots of love to Miss Jackie. Queen Essence herself. Now let me tell y'all something about Miss Jackie, honey. Miss Jackie is my Oil lady. Okay, I know that sound real. If y'all from the hood, y'all know who that is. You get that good old Egyptian must. You get that Da Vinci. You get that 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 um Yves Saint Laurent. You get that Chloe. You get whatever you need. And let me explain something to you. I've been rocking with this lady for years, okay? And she been in the game. She an OG in the game, and her products are amazing. So anytime somebody want to get that smell good, they always ask me what I'm wearing. I refer her because anything she have has longevity, and it smells so good. So She's good. So good. She has oils for the body. All, all fragrances, that anything that you want, pretty much she has it. She sells incense. She has um, waist beads. She sells precious stones, you know, for our inner, inner self, inner spiritual health. She has all of that. Sister been doing her thing a long time, over 30 plus years. So I just want to big up Miss Jackie. Talk if you shit about Miss Jackie. You know I'm going to talk much shit about Miss Jackie, honey, because she has grade A oils all right so here's her phone number if you ever want to reach out to miss jackie her phone number is 786-227-0611 again get your pen 786-227-0611 you can reach her at jackie's fragrance oils so that's j-a-c-k-i-e-s-f-r-a-g-r a N C E O I L S one. Whew at yahoo.com. God damn. <laughs> Just call her. Call her. Okay. Damn. Okay. And IG Real Queen Essence underscore. And Facebook, Jacqueline Minkins. All right. So, so you know, I just want y'all to call the lady. Hey, y'all go back. Y'all go out there and support Miss Jackie. I'm going to tell you right her. now. Miss Jackie she, is the truth. She is. I'm wearing, actually, I'm wearing some. 
But what you mm. wearing today? What's some, the name some, of yours? Some Dolce King oh, around here. Oh, shit. Here. You know what I'm saying? And, and today I decided to give y'all a little bit of um, Givenchy um, Linkter Den and a little Yves Saint Laurent Let's see. Le Idol. These smells linger. Uh. We are customers. We are believers. We we co-sign this like Miss Jackie get you right in the incense. Ain't nothing oh, to play what? with. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Good incense with, with good juju on them. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. So, uh, so D. What's up? Talk your shit. Oh, it is my time to talk it's my your shit. Turn. Man, I it's got your so turn. much in Miss Jackie. I started smelling my. <laughs> I started smelling myself real quick, but I'm smelling y'all real good. Y'all should smell us right now, though. Y'all should. real good. So y'all just holler at Miss Jackie. All right, Toddy, can I talk my shit now? Talk your shit. All right. So I'm going to talk about a group of brothers around in South Florida that are known individually for their community involvement. But as a group, their name became known because of their public initiative called Operation Hunger Strike, an anti-gun violence campaign. Well, for 20 days starting on March 9th of 2019, nine members of the group went on a hunger strike. Who am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? I'm talking about none other than the Circle of Brotherhood. So can I talk my shit for a minute, Tati, about the Circle of Brotherhood? Talk your shit about the Circle of Brotherhood. The mission of the Circle of Brotherhood is to involve black men in solving community problems and to help make our communities a decent place to live, as they say on their website, and I quote, We believe that all men, regardless of their past, current status, or station in life, deserve an opportunity to to contribute to the rebuilding of the communities and the edification of disenfranchised people, end quote. The founding members formulated the organization in 2013 based upon a call to action for unity and collaboration to address the manifold issues related to increased violence in Miami's 5th di District. Circle of Brotherhood are primarily black men from all walks of life, community-based, family-oriented, professional, and civic-minded. If you're a man in Miami or South Florida and you want to get involved with the Circle of Brotherhood or you just want to donate to the cause or follow, the website is www.circleofbrotherhoodmiami.org. You can find them on Facebook at Circle of Brotherhood. The email is info at cobmiami.org. And their phone number is 786-615-4475. Again, that's 786-615-4475. And that's... Talk yo shit. That's some good shit there. Some some good brothers. They're doing oh, some good work in the community. They're doing some good work. And you know, I know this is gonna sound very small, but you know, if somebody's willing to go on a hunger strike to prove days. a point for twenty days, it says something because some people can't go for twenty minutes. And slip outside. And slip outside. And it really says that they really stand for something and they're not willing to fall for anything. So yeah. I applaud the brothers. Of, Shout out to them brothers. For doing Shout that. out to the ones I personally know. And we thank Brother you personally. Lyle, uh, Andre, uh, who else? I know I'm name dropping. I'm gonna get in trouble because I know so many more of you all. Leroy, right. brother Leroy. I just look. Shout out to the whole circle of brotherhood. Look, if you can't get involved, send them a donation. Help out the cause with what they're right. doing. Or all even right? just get press. Give them some motivation to press on because it's not an easy feat, you know. Mm. And to be able to just hear motivation coming from all ends, it kind of boosts the morale of what they're really there for. So, y'all yep. just support from afar. And um, the brother's okay. name is Anthony Blackman, MacArthur Richards Sr., uh, Albert Campbell, George Jackson, Leroy Jones, Philip uh, Muhammad, uh, Melvin L., Ed Haynes, and Anthony Dirt. And these are the nine brothers that was involved in the actual 20-day hunger strike, but there's many more involved in the circle of brotherhood. So, look, we want to big up y'all on the day on this talk your shit. All right? Todd, are you ready to get up in this? I'm ready to get all up in it. You got to watch that type of Get all up in what? Well, well, technically, I'm not getting all up in it. He be getting all up in it. Who's but, he? Well, whoever he is. All right, y'all. Listen, we're going to go ahead and get into the main topic. All right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, Toddy. What? You ready to get up in this? I'm ready to get up in it. <laughs> now, you already know. <laughs> you already know. It's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that time. I know Erica tired of hearing it, but I don't care. It's about that. It's about that. It's about that time. All right, now, y'all already know this is about the time when we're about to get up in the main topic. Erica over here rolling her eyes Y'all should see her face right now, y'all. We don't care. So what? No titles necessary. All right, so we're going to get up in this main topic of today of the title. Turn the volume down. What is it called again? 
Turn the volume down. Turn the goddamn volume Turn down. Turn the goddamn volume down. All right. So, Turn my volume down. I was a little. So, so that you could get a little bit of understanding of what. Turn the volume down. We're going to go ahead and get into this. Toddy ready to get into this. I can tell by her energy already. I'm telling y'all, listen, we about to go yes. in it. All right. So we turn the volume down. Picture this. Imagine yourself as a child sitting on the couch. Only child. Maybe you got brothers and sisters. And you're watching your favorite cartoon, your favorite TV show. Maybe Martin, Fresh Prince, Different World. And he just in there relaxing, having a good time. And the TV is on full blast. And you enjoying yourself. And out of nowhere, you hear this voice. This voice sends a quiver down your spine. This voice brings goosebumps on your arms. This voice make your eyes stick out the eye socket. And you notice that voice above any other noise going on in that environment. And all you hear are the words. Turn that goddamn volume down. Turn the volume down. Turn it down. Now, we all know we all had that mama, that grandma. And they would shut you down if you're disturbing a piece you're disturbing them laying down watching their stories or the price is right or anything else during that time but you know at that period in that time when you heard that voice that voice became dominant over anything that was being said and done at yep. that moment you shut everything down and that woman's voice was heard mm, turn it down so today we want to talk about the importance of the black woman's voice that same black woman who told you to turn that goddamn TV down while she trying to nap. Why are we so hell-bent on trying to silence the voice of the black woman? Why are we so hell-bent on speaking against a black woman, speaking on her discomfort? <laughs> Let's talk on that for a minute, Tony. What's the issue? What's the problem? I don't know what the issue is, but you're, you're, you're speaking my language. Well, let's speak on it. Brother. Hmm. Let's I, talk on I, it. I, I, turn the volume down. Why are we trying to turn the volume know, of the black woman voice down? Why? 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 You know, I'm about to get into I, it. I, I wish I had the answers to why we tried to turn her down. If you really listen to what she has to say, she has some wonderful things to say. Oh. Um, but because over time, like you say, back in the day, you know, you hear that shout, you hear that yell, and you're like, turn that volume down, you, and you always reluctantly do what she says. Right. But the power of what she will do if you don't turn it down mm. is what outweighs everything else. Yeah, so it's, it's basically within that story, you're hearing a black woman voice her discomfort and, and what her uh, something that's aggravating her, mm -hmm. and also was beneficial to you because if you don't listen to that warning of discomfort, mm -hmm. the thing that comes after that mm -hmm. is the thing that you don't want to deal with. Exactly. So I believe it's important that we, we not mute or silence the voice of the black woman because one, I believe that the black woman is the leader. Statistically speaking, studies show that black women are the smartest. Mm -hmm. That's across the board. Gender, race, it doesn't matter. Black women are the smartest in the world. So if you have this smart commodity, why are we working so hard to silence the very thing that can help set us in our deliverance? Because of her power. So are we intimidated by that power? All intimidation. It really is. Because if you stop and think, if you have an abundance of black women and they all have the same voice, it may be they may be saying different things, mm -hmm. but they all have um, a voice that is somewhat of unison in a way. Yep. A lot of people are afraid of that who don't understand the culture. So we grew up black. We understand the culture. Black women stick together. They stick together. Mm -hmm. And the hair salon, even if it's like a little yep. gossip, oh, let somebody roll up in there. They together. Yep. You get what I'm saying? It's 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 a it's a old ancient secret from back then when all of us were together we were together and it's still that way but i think the voice is something that we we fought so hard for 
And to fight so hard for just a voice, it sounds so small and minimal, right? Mm -hmm. But at one point, we weren't even able to look anybody in their face. Right. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, we couldn't even look at anyone in their face. If we did, we got struck. Or even our men, we've always been told, you know, we have to respect our men, which we do. Um, But it was always, at one point, we couldn't even be ourselves, we had to. But I believe during that time that it wasn't that the black woman wasn't powerful. I think she was uh, seen only for her physical attributes, right? So you would look at her physically, right? So even during that time where you say you couldn't look a person in the eye, there was still desire at that time. Because, you know, many slave owners would look at our black queens and be like, whoo, boy, when the wife go to bed, like they desired our black women more than they desired their wives. Right, right. And and the thing is, uh, desire isn't even even what I'm what I'm even talking about because we're we're talking about the voice of the black woman. Of go the ahead. voice mm-hmm. It's so much the voice, it, you know, because we have such an impact. We've raised races of babies that yep. were in our own. Yep. You know, we we yep. have so much power and magic in us. Imitation of life. Yeah. You remember that movie? Like, and people forget that many of our ancestors, as far as the, the mothers and the women, um, like Toddy just said, they raised slave owners' children. I'm talking about generations of them. Um, so yeah. breastfed them influence. and all. If it, you're breastfeeding them, if you're raising them, that means you're, you're giving them the mentality and the drive that they have when they get older, not in that racist sense, but mm-hmm. in the compassion sense, because their parents wasn't giving them no attention. Their parents was out working, out uh, commanding the plantation and doing all this. And they was entrusting these black women to have their babies all day. So they they trusted something about them, to, I guess, to a certain extent. And it's just like now they trust the culture and the way that we raise and rear. Mm. And they want to trust that part of it. But they don't want to take it for what it is on face value. They want to just take the good. And but the what beneficial. is it on face value as far as where you're going? To like, because when I take it as face value with what you're saying, you take it back historically to it was a, a matriarch, a matriarchal ran uh, society. You know, it wasn't always this Western civilization where the man runs everything. No, it it, it was a point in time where women women ran things. Mm-hmm. They ran and tended and trained and helped and assisted and wherever they needed to be assisted. They they had multiple hands and everything. And, uh, you know, I think that's where the picking and choosing of what you wanted to use a black woman for became more present. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I could do it all. Why take this and take that because of my power? We had power without even opening our mouths. Right, with your energy in itself. It was right. the energy all by itself. We could just, just stand being. there and pierce right. you with our eyes, True. and we don't have to Ooh, say two you words. Already, we all we all ain't got that look from our mom that she ain't have to what? say a word. But those looks, she ain't got to say you nothing. You already knew when you got home. It was yes, going and people down. fear what they don't understand. True. So, but I think on the other end of that, I think they do understand the black woman, and that's why they do. Uh, so much to silence the black woman because they know the echo of the black woman's voice is so powerful. Community. Right. Like, think about it. When Trayvon Martin was killed, uh-huh. his mother, mother stood up. And yeah. not to take any credit from his father because his father did too. But if you look at where his mother has gone and where she is now and what she's been through and because of that tragedy in her life, she is now running for office for um yeah i think it's state, state senate. senate no 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 uh, no, no, no. Commission, city commissioner commissioner city commissioner and she's mm-hmm. running for commissioner now yep. because of her experiences yep. and her voice and, and her son passed in Sanford. That's in Orlando, ladies and gentlemen. We're in South Florida, and she's running down here in Miami. So she's making a change with where she's at. Exactly. And the thing is, the thing is, what people fail to understand, it penetrates, and it didn't stop there. It didn't stop at just Ooh. her son. Yeah. And you know how many women have lost their sons and they just sitting there quiet about it? And and it goes to show how big your voice is as a black woman. Right. In society, right. you have to just fight and persevere to own that voice and show people that it really means something. And I think she's like a, a, a great uh, example of that because she went through something so horrible that a lot of mothers go through. But she decided not to stop there and she decided to use her voice mm-hmm. and her talent and her skill set to get her to the next level. And she had people that believed in her because be of her tragedy. Change. And they can right. see that she ain't just talking shit. She really about consistent. it. She's consistent. Yeah. She means it. Most definitely. I, I think another thing with that on that aspect, like the great thing about women when they go through those grieving processes because yeah. we're on Sabrina Fulton at this time, mm-hmm. um, 
we know plenty of them out in our community. Like we mentioned a couple of last week, whether it be King Carter, Jada Page, uh, Isaiah, so, like these parents all, mm-hmm. they, they, they're like a unit now. Because of the the trauma and the tragedy, commonality. right? They have something and they push in each common. other, and they and they speak their voice as uh, that unison thing that you was mm-hmm. talking about. That yeah. that people are so afraid of that whole unity thing. So they all have their own thing that they're doing, but they're mm-hmm. each other's biggest cheerleaders throughout that time. And I right. think that's so powerful. It's, it's and, and it's so powerful, but it's so powerful. And I think if we just kind of implement that into everyday society and everyday life. But you're trying to implement that in a society that believes the man that believes that the man is supposed to run everything. That remember that it, it was a point in that time religious- where women couldn't even look or enter a conversation between two men. Mm-hmm. So it was that controlling and it's and it's like that in certain parts of the world, but you know, so it's like if you you you, you don't respect this woman to be able to have a conversation amongst the men, right? Mm-hmm. What does that say? Well, it says that a lot of people are still stuck in those days. It's the mentality, those though. Times. It's, it's, it is a mentality, but at the same time, you know, I see a lot of couples make it. And, you know. That's probably for overcompromising by the woman most of the time. Like, because the woman is more patient. She wants to work. She want to work it through. She wants to sustain her family. And she's able to bear the the load of a lot of this stress, even though she don't deserve it. Yeah, I can see that, but I also see where she's still running shit though. Those like, on certain okay, but if you but but if we're talking about a person or a man who has a mentality that men run ish, mm-hmm. there is no woman running nothing in the background because if he has that mentality, that's where the most clashing is happening at behind closed doors, and then you got to kind of worry about domestic violence in that time. That's where you get the term "wife beaters" from when these these trailer tra- uh trailer park white dudes used to beat up on their women, right. and that's where the whole term of wife beater come from so you you look at this it's a male driven society so if you got a headstrong woman that's voicing her opinion within that house right which she has like every disrespect. right to it looks like disrespect like know your place like shut up why are you talking i ain't give you permission to talk as if you're a child and not a mutual adult and then so then where's the power when she's gone because you do have some women that's not gonna deal with that True. And okay, because I know my worth. Like Harriet Tubman killing her. And men are supposed to uplift (laughs) women. Men are supposed to uplift their women, even and protect, and not hurt and destroy their spirit. Once you break a woman's spirit down and you don't make her feel like she's that one anymore, that's when she becomes rebellious. Mm -hmm. I don't think a woman just goes into a marriage or into a relationship going in rebellious, like. And it and it's possible in today's society. No, but what happens is she goes in submissive, right? And submissive, I think the term is used in a twisted way at times because submissive submissive is not to be somebody's lapdog. It's not to be the carpet that they step on to do whatever they please to do. Right. But submissive is saying, look, we're going to compromise for each other. So, like, certain things I may not like that you but do. But some things are not compromised. Some things are just some straight control. You, yeah, you get those line in the yeah. sand type things and those moments that come and you draw the line in the sand at that moment. But what I'm saying is the mentality of most women is to go in submissive because of the male-driven society. So they go in believing that they have to minimize their voice in the way. Like you, you may hear certain women like, "Yo, don't you, don't you see how sexy it is for me to play dumb for my man to be able to do something and empower him, empower his ego." So you see, even in that sense, where you may have a headstrong woman that be like, "You know what? I ain't finna dumb myself down. Like I don't know how to right. do it. If he don't, if he take too long to do this, I'm gonna do it myself. And if he come with an attitude later, I'm gonna tell him why I did it." And now, a, a, a ego driven man is gonna have a problem with that. I agree with that, but then um, a ego driven. Okay, a woman who does it herself is not purposely, and I can't speak for every woman because some women just got control issues. Some men got control issues, <laughs> yep, and I'm yep. not going to even, case you know, cookie cutter it. But um, if she is waiting for this man to do something, nine times out of ten, he's procrastinating. True. Which we, and he does what he thinks is important. I have been in a position before where I have said, I need this, I need that. But because it's not considered important, a priority for him, important for him is no longer important for me. Correct. No, it is just as important for me. Correct. And my importance to something should be important to you too, because I asked for it now. There are deadlines on everything, so if she does it herself, then it's warranted. 
Right. So why are you upset? I asked you to I asked you to get that door fixed three weeks ago, four weeks ago, like five said, weeks ago. But now we, we're you a back. handyman somewhere else. Why you can't fix where you right, live? Right. Now we're going back to the whole uh, discussion of mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And priority is not a priority because that voice isn't a priority. If that makes any sense. Right, because over time it's been doled down. Like that mother and to the child. And they probably only hear their mother's voice because that's the voice that was ringing. Right, but... That's but a possibility here's, here's, too. Yeah, it is a possibility, but here's my thing with that. If you're, if you're that respectful to the voice of your mother, mm-hmm. that means you know how powerful the voice of a woman is, right? Wait, 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 let me get there. You know how powerful the voice of a woman is. So that sh- should... Is the operative word right, should right. that should be able to translate in your relationship with women, whether that be platonic, whether that be romantically, you should be able to still respect the power in that woman's voice if you respect it in your mother and sister. But that goes down to what you said at the beginning as well. What, do they become reluctant? Do they become uh, uh, muted in their ears by the the power of that voice by hearing it so much, or do they hate it after a while? I think the biggest issue with relationships. And not this is nothing against mothers with sons um, or children. They're, the biggest misconception and the biggest issue that a lot of people have is that voice of the mother penetrating in that boy's head, right? Now, it is on a different level. Oh, Wait, okay, but let so me finish. Like, but let me finish. Okay. It's on a different level, right? So say, for instance, mom is mom. She has the only title in his life. Ain't no woman going to probably be able to top that. Right. Right. So let's say, okay, that's my mom. She got her own title. Now I got my wife. Sometimes men struggle with where to put wife and mother. At the, some men do. I'm just telling you, they, no, it, I get it. Yeah, that's you true. know, they, they say, okay, well, my mother is here because yeah. she's always been she's here in my life. And I'm sorry, baby, mama. but you about right here. Like, and, and I'm, they make it a competition thing when it shouldn't be a competition thing, right. though. And, and then, but then it feels like a competition for his love True. because it's always a tug of war of I said, and she and mom needs to realize he now has a wife. You can't be all up in that sauce like that. Okay. And then wife has to understand, well, she was here before me. So there takes a, a actually, there actually has to be some type of middle ground for all three of them to understand what their places are and to understand that I love you all equally. I just love you differently. But there's always going to be that voice. And there was there's no competition. And I think a lot of women go in, going in feeling like, well, I'm his new wife. And it says cling to the wife. So the mother is now this. Uh, yes, you are still over you know, your son and, you know, our grandkids and we respect you in a manner, but I'm his wife now. And it's kind of like time for us to really build a bond and then understand what your place is now. And it's not really putting you low. It's just, you still there. I just need you to know now I'm here too. And I've seen that like a lot of marriages have that, that they they have a hard time balancing that. Where you took it from, I'm going to go there where you at, Mm -hmm. but to where I was, um, when I was talking about it translating and correlating from the respect of the power of his mom voice to every woman that he interacts with. That's what I was trying to say, that correlation as far as that. Right. Um, where you went with it, that voice, yes, that voice is going to always be in his head. The, the woman is the first voice that he hear in his life, like his mother, right, right. specifically right. speaking. Right. right. That is the job of the a mature woman to be able to tell her son, you and your wife, that's your family. Whatever you can do for me outside of that, that's what needs to be done. But that those lines have to be drawn in the sand, and that has to be established before well, he even gets... The, by both, the mother and the son. The mother has to be able to... Because it's not just the man sometimes. Sometimes it's the mother who's putting the pressure right, on the boy to, to stay in that first place, right? So you got the stress from that mother who's putting the, the stress on that son to... The, the be the, the constant voice in his ear to not let this woman overtake him. Yeah, you have that aspect. So she has to know her place to be able to be like, yo, I raised him. It's a parent rent. Look at the, the suffix and parent. It's rent. That means that it's temporary. You're only doing this for a certain amount of time and you have to let them go. Right. I just gave y'all a little jewel. I hope y'all caught that. But you brought it so <laughs> but when it comes on the man side, that should already be established when he get into that relationship because this relation it should be. 
But see, here, here we go again talking about mentality. And sometimes some people's things that were everything that was passed down to us wasn't good. Right. As far as the mentality, the teachings, the practices, mm-hmm. um, and, and some things were. Right. So when you look at the like turning the voice of the black woman down. Right. I believe overall a nation will rise as high as the standard as it treats its women. Okay. Right. I believe that too. So now you think of the condition of our country. We, we have a leader that says it's okay to touch her in the pussy. Sunkissed. Yeah. So you look at these little things and, and the ideology that's getting passed around of what's acceptable and what's okay. Like that, that di- this di- diminishes a lot with, when it yeah. comes to the voice of the woman because you got these male-driven, ego-driven yeah. men. It's, 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 it's a combination of things. I, I don't always want to put the blame always on the men or the, you know, but society was already losing no, itself. It's yeah. yeah, no, it is. But society was already losing itself before Orange Bandit came on as the president. But, okay, and losing itself just, or it, it never really got a conscience for what it was it, really it, doing? At some point, there was courting stages. There were, you know, I, I'm just talking about societal changes, too, like how um, this new way of living is, like millennial living or well, just well, living itself. It's changed. Okay, yeah. Uh, the voice of the mother isn't the same voice of a mother anymore. A lot of mothers have become lackadaisical now. They don't parent as much as parents did back in the day. Parents are ra- Kids are raising kids now. You know, even though back then our mothers was 14 and 15 having children, mm-hmm. they had to be more responsible. Okay. And they had someone responsible in right. their lives. Right. But now a lot of mothers have changed. A lot of fathers are not present. So stick with that, Rick, because we're we sticking on the power of the voice of the women. So... With that and the women changing, do you think that has something to deal with why the voice of the black woman isn't amplified? Yes, because a lot of women back then, they were fighters for to the fault. They fought for their babies. They fought. Like, if you think back to even slavery, they fought. Not too much because, you know, you die fighting, but they fought their plantation owners who raped them repeatedly. They fought to keep their children protected. They did things to make sure their family wasn't, didn't catch the brunt of whatever happened, you know? So we sacrificed ourselves and we gave ourselves so much, but it always came with a price. You know what I'm saying? Now people just giving themselves away for free. They trying to be with a man just because, uh, you know, or they losing their voice and their children no longer are, are as important as they used to be, you know? So if the children in turn look at their mother just striving for a man's attention or they just, you know, giving up on life because life is a little bit too fucking hard and they don't see their parents working for nothing, they don't see them emotional, they don't see no drive in their parents, where do they, what do they look, you you hear what I'm saying? What are they looking at really? So the voice has been dulled because our lives have changed so much and so significantly that, we don't even know what to look for in a black woman anymore, but we just still know the strength. It's like looking at the potential of this woman and knowing what it came from and what your voice is. But it has been it has been dulled over time. I think the appearance of it being dulled is a major factor of uh, media, social media, yeah. the the news. Um, when you constantly put a narrative on a particular thing out there, it's going to get ingrained in the people's mind, yeah. right? So not necessarily that's the new norm, but if you show a person that all the time, they'll become to believe that that's the new norm, right? Well, I mean, wait, wait, and we we do know people, and I'm not trying to silence the voice of the woman, yeah. so y'all don't get on me. I'm not. I'm just trying to give her a point so that she know where I'm coming from. Um, so it's not that. Everything has changed, but they're magnifying one specific thing in a whole. You get what I'm saying? What you mean? Um, so one they, thing they'll, has they'll they'll magnify the the ratchet parents, the neglectful uh, neglectful parents, but they won't talk about that. There's still a pocket of parents that still have that, or mothers in in specific. That still are doing things, empowering their children, uh, setting platforms for their children to right. be able to succeed. So I think what the media has done has 
kind of twisted our uh, thought pattern with it as well. Okay, so Even though we know people personally. Right, I was just going to say, if we take media we out of it completely, we could go down the block and... and you know, you can even talk to children in schools. True. You know, my my mother don't didn't feed me this morning. My mother didn't, you know. A mother is, that's the first thing they ask you, baby, did you eat something today? You're looking a little skinny. But on the, you know, on the other side of that, you'll get a story. Side. A mother didn't eat for two, three days right. to make sure that her kids ate. ate. But you won't hear of that story more so than you'll hear of the other story. You get what I'm saying? Which story? We, we, we uh, gravitate more to the negative part. To be, we, we're ready to put a black woman down. We're ready to drag her. Like, look at the whole thing with Megan Stout. This girl got shot in the foot, and we started making memes about it. Yeah. I I, I personally don't partake in that kind of stuff. Because I really, to be honest with you, and this going to sound kind of fucked up, but I don't really care about making stallion like that. No, I, you know no, what I'm I saying? What I'm you know, saying so is the masses the man, mentality. Right. They, they, they'll laugh. A black woman being... Beaten or hurt, you're recording. Right. Why not help? Right. That's like back in the days, um, we was actually going, that's when I used to eat McDonald's. So this probably about, what, 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw a dude literally choking this girl in the driveway Mm -hmm. on his his trunk. Mm -hmm. We get out. I'm pulling him off. I'm throwing him off. He's scratching me up, everything. But most people would sit and watch that and do nothing. People feel like she gonna go back to him. That ain't my business. I got a family of my own. I ain't trying to get shot trying to save her. And she gonna be right back with it, get right in his car and go. And it's like you still gotta, you still gotta protect. You know what makes these? And it makes us so strong because though? we like, damn, we gotta, re, we gotta defend ourselves. The reason they feel like they have to run in those situations most of the times is because they feel like they don't have nowhere else to go. And a little comfort is better than no comfort at all. Right. Even if that comfort come at the expense of a black eye or busted lip every now and then, some of them feel like it's, it's, it's better than nothing. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as far as um, getting to <laughs> the the voice of black women and muting it or it becoming dull, I think a lot of that also has to do with the attention being on the body and not of the mind of the black woman. And that that's also going back to me earlier talking about how the black woman across the board is the smartest, whether it be gender, uh, ethnic, ethnicity, race, whatever it may be. The black woman is ahead in the world. So why aren't we respecting her mind as much as we respect in her body? Because we got plenty of stories where the bodies are being abused. You mentioned one um, earlier. What was the one um, in the museum? Oh, yeah. With Venus. Yeah. Venus, yeah, her body was given to science and they just took her body out of science. They kept um her female organs. She was known to have the biggest badunkadunk. Mm-hmm. And it was so un- it was so um they like large. They yeah, she was actually put in a circus yep. back in the day. Yep. She was put in a circus as an exhibit. And it was just so unheard of that her butt was so huge they had never seen a body like that before so they decided to use her as an exhibit um scientists poked and prodded her repeatedly over and over again um just to uh look at how is this even possible and you know (laughs) even admiring those jeans and then (laughs) one doctor actually fell in love with her and um once he became in love with her he actually started sleeping with her she became pregnant. He made her abort, you know. It was a whole storyline. And then, um, you know, it got to the point where she was no longer good to science anymore. And then they found a way to make sure she no longer existed. But her body was still something that was sold off. And once they sold off her body, they had made so many promises to her of freedom. And she just thought that they would take her around and finally eventually make her free. And they, she never became a free free woman, right. and they put her body in science. And, and they just like, released it, I think, about four years ago, I think. They took her body out of the museum, um, and she got to pretty much be laid to rest, I guess. That's pretty I guess. much like a similar story. I think um, Erica got a fact a fact checker fact checker over here. Right. Um, Uh-oh, she about to give a correct name for it. She so got the correct story. The Romans called her Venus. Oh, right. Okay. Well, so, so, I can't remember on, her name. It's an ac- it's an so African name. The the Romans called her Venus. Venus. Right. Mm-hmm. But her, her name is Sarah Bartman. Sarah Bartman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say it again for him. Sarah, Sarah Bartman. Bartman. So Venus and Rome 
or the Roman culture. She's known as Venus. Mm-hmm. Okay, South Africa. Right, so I was given a nutshell version of that. Teamwork, that's what's up. That's also similar to the story of uh, Henrietta Lacks, though, as, as well. Like, you're talking about admiring the body but disrespecting the mind. Yep, yeah. how the whole medical industry uh, is basically founded upon her sales. You're talking about a woman from Virginia who had cervical cancer. And without her acknowledgement or consent, they took of her sales. And long after she passed, her sales still are alive and reproducing and things like that and that's where they test every disease basically from these cells so even COVID-19 they're testing on these cells and what they did to compensate the family after the family found out decades later is that they put the two surviving uh relatives on the the board to be able to give permission for the use of her cells throughout this medical uh industrialized uh Thing. I, I I really want to talk about the voice um, in another way. No, I, I know where we're going with it. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, like we're going to end this topic talking about this discussion. And I we believe that this is a strong topic as far as when it comes to the image of the black woman. And we're talking about the difference between a strong black woman versus an angry black woman (laughs) so i'm i I have to digress and sit back for a minute and let the black woman speak (laughs) well i mean i don't have to start it off i just wanted to just bring it back a little bit you know what i'm saying but i feel like we always have to change the vocabulary of how we speak okay so um a lot of people say oh she angry Oh, she mad? Why she so mad? Why she so upset? Damn, like why is she upset? And it's like learn to change the vocabulary a little bit, and you'll start to understand the person behind what was said. So if you say, okay, well, a lot of us argue about what what we're passionate about. So you're saying that there there are there are blurred lines between strong absolutely blurred lines between strong and angry and i think it's easy to just call it one thing because to call it the other you kind of lose a little bit of yourself saying you so damn strong but what's wrong with that's what we talked about last episode too with allowing somebody else to to tell you what your weakness is and it's not necessarily a weakness like you know what i'm saying so what is a strong black woman You know, well, oh, my God. So, first of all, I'm going to go there. But let me tell you something. Uh, Years ago, somebody asked me what a strong black woman was. Mm -hmm. Years ago, when I was a little wet still behind the ears. And he made me feel real wet behind my ears. But because I had... What you want to say behind your ears? Go ahead. Well, you know... Go ahead. You know, a little wet (laughs) behind the ears. I was still wet behind the ears. um, For some, it might be green. Go ahead, man. And, um, you know, they asked the question, what is a strong black woman? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And well, I said, what does that mean? Or, right. or, or what is it? But, well, but, I get what you're saying, but, right. but for a lot of people, they don't, they didn't have a meaning for it because they were so busy looking at what it's supposed to look like. Ooh. So it was always a visual thing of what it looks like. Instead of feeling the vibration. Exactly. Because a, a, a crackhead it could be a strong black woman. She's strong in her own story. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, a strong black woman is pretty much carrying your your weight as a woman and embracing it in, as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the role that we have to play as a strong black woman, it's a it is a role like no other. Okay, unfortunately, we, at unfortunately times, at times we have, we have to bear children. Right. We have to raise those children. Yes, we have right, and what we do, we have to work. We have to be, right. be away from, your and be away from right. our children. It has yeah, to, that you whole have to be. Period. Like that, it's yo, strong. It, it's it it's a it's a process that I think a lot of people take advantage of. You know, we don't get the opportunity to stay with our children for. In some of these countries, they give them a year off to be with their mm-hmm. child until we don't get that. Right, and so even more specifically, as a black woman in America or a black woman in Florida or a black woman, period, like even going into the hospitals is a different experience. You're talking about yeah, your, your voice. Your, here's the crazy thing: your voice isn't respected over your body. So if you're telling them you feel a certain like, way, look at Serena you... Williams. Serena Williams was dealing with a, a aneurysm. She had her baby, and she had um. She said, "I don't." Something was going on, 
And they ignored shit. And it was like, you're fine. It's just what women go through. Whenever. She was like, no, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. She know her body. And they had to run a whole CAT scan and do a whole thing. And they realized she had um, some somewhat of a aneurysm thing going on. And they had to fix it and correct it immediately. But had she not known and really persisted, she could have been a dead woman just having a baby. And I think a lot of that is ignored. A lot of women go in because we so strong. We so, you know, oh, you you got it all together. You know, you so that's the misdefinition of strong. Exactly, because we still human. We still bleed red like everybody else. We still, you know, birth children. We do all of this. But because of what the burden that we carry and a lot of the weight that we carry in society, they feel like, oh, because of that, she got to be strong. But that weight is pushed on you. And in more cases, in most cases, that weight is pushed on you. On the other half of that, that is us. When I say us as a black man, mm-hmm. not stepping up to the plate as much yeah. as we should. Yeah. And that's that's, and that's from us having to relearn. Right. We that's have to relearn. Gender. Right. Roles switch up. And it's not on purpose. And we really, I, I can honestly speak for my, I can't speak for nobody else, but we really try to stay as submissive as possible. And we really try to give that man the, the head in. No, no, listen, no. Because it's called respect. It's not even about, it's not even about about power. Right, Right. it's about respect. submissive to the everyday person is just that. Right. It's, It's a submission of your power to that person to you allow, you allowing them to, whether it be we quote unquote lead or, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah, and it's it's hard because you got women raising sons as your ba- mama's boys, and then you have mothers raising daughters to be thing. strong. But if, but if mothers is the only thing that and the boy you has, give me that like right. you had to yeah. give me that nugget where if all I had was a mother, right. then what do I look to right. in terms? But in my case, that made me more empathetic to, the, or not empathetic because I can never put myself in the shoes of a woman. Right. But it made me more sympathetic to. Things, whether it be what I did to them directly or things I've seen indirectly. Like, I'm talking about, you know, I've seen my mom abused to where I tried to step in and the clothes were beat off of me by my sister's father. And so I'm, I'm, what, in elementary going through this, you know, my mom speaking up, my mom sneaking out the house like J-Lo and Enough in the movie and stuff like that. We getting out of there in the middle of the night, having to hide our identity and stuff like that for a little bit. But, like, I've seen the power of a woman being taken away mm-hmm. or how a man tried to beat it out of her yeah. because you have most men because they, they want that power so much and they go out in the world. And here's the crazy thing. And mm-hmm. and I hope my brother's listening because I say this from the, from the sincerest part of my heart, but most of your anger and frustration is misdirected yep. because you go to work and you're frustrated with work. You're frustrated with how you're being treated at work, that you're a black man, that you're not getting equal opportunities for elevation at work. And we get it and we understand that that this is a racist society and a racist system that we're dealing with. But what happens is that you come back home and you try to take all of that frustration and anger out on a person who had nothing to do with it. A person who could possibly help you out of that solution if you allow that person to. But because you're so ego driven, you don't allow that woman to. My brother. Just as Tati is talking about submissive, maybe it's time that the man submit himself to the woman. Mm-hmm. Serve your woman. I promise you, whatever you give her, she gonna double it. Exactly. She gonna double it. Give you anything you want. You just have to make us feel heard, appreciated, heard, all that, honored. If you have you ever noticed a woman? comes home from a long day of work and husband there and he like baby what's wrong mm-hmm. you know nothing you know you sure no because what happened was so-and-so decided to take her ass and do so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so and then automatic automatically you just start to feel better right so that's the vent and, and allowing her to get that it's off her chest better. but here's the thing you just touched on real quick i don't know how much time we got erica go cut us in a little bit but the the black woman's voice in her workplace like you're too angry and that's what we, we we haven't even gotten there yet but let's touch on that real quick we talked about we talked about the strong black woman but let's talk about the angry black woman because for angry. more than a lot of reasons you got a, you lot got a reason to, to be, be bitter <laughs> you got a lot of reasons to be angry i think you just have to learn to direct it 
Cause we can't help. But what if it's at the what if what if it's at your job? What if it's at your at boss? At your job, at your boss. You know, I I can't. You know, like yo, I've been there, yo. That's what. Listen, can and, you, and it looks even worse when it's your own kind. Help these sisters out. It's your own kind that that sends a representative to work every day. You got your own kind that send their representative, uh, uh, Lakeisha, aka Becky. And she's the representative, and she has to make you feel like what you're doing is not up to par. Right. So it so does make it, you angry that you don't feel as equal. As far as your voice, though, right? So I get what you're saying as far as the treatment, right? But as far as the voice where you hear that most black women in workplaces have to tone it down. I do believe that. I see some people, and I'm just like, girl, you, you need... Uh, so you agree with it or you disagree with it? I, I do believe that sometimes it's misdirected, but in the world of society, you don't always have time to defend why you act in the way you act in. And sometimes it's warranted, but like you said earlier, it's not anger, it's passion. It's passion, but not all the time. I do have to admit, because I've seen some Karens that got a nasty attitude. And, but but when we talk about the strong black women, we, we do have a... Care enough to mind your own business, Karen. But, oh, <laughs> but you don't see a lot of what we go through. So you ain't got time. You think we really going to Subway and that girl who making our sandwich, can I help you? Like, what you want? Like, you want tomato? Okay. <sighs> what else you want? She clearly left whatever issue she got at home, she brought it to work. Right. So that is one okay. of those angry black woman because she angry at the time so she she's bringing her emotions in a place where it shouldn't be you have to learn to divide and conquer you have to say to yourself listen i i got a job to withhold whatever dj um d did to me i gotta leave that shit at home i ain't do nothing to her feel and uh yes he did always uh you know if if whatever he did to me i gotta leave that there and put everything here and and change my energy and shift my energy and deal with that later and believe me words come out better when you give it a minute when you give it a minute, it'll come out better. But I do think some people are angry. And, yes, they have a reason, but they want to keep their job, too. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we bring stuff from home into our workplace that uh, Melissa might be like, yo, what's up? And you be like, nothing. You know, because right. I just dealt with something. It's really not your damn business, but I'm dealing with shit. So and you just that. expect her to know as a woman, but she's not a black woman and she's not a woman with your issues. What would you categorize what you saw by us being actors in the film and theater world? What would you classify Monique? Her, it, I, I don't call them rants because she was calling out people to the carpet. Like, you know, the pay disparity, like, you know, it, it, discrepancy. Sorry. Um, there, was a, there was an evident gap in the pay between whether it be white females and black females and she called it out so would you call that a strong black woman or would you call that an angry black woman i i would say she's a strong black woman but then she's angry about the situation so strong I, enough to stand up to, to stand it up but angry in the methods and how you did it right okay um she was strong enough to hold her integrity intact but she was she should have probably handled it a little differently you know what I'm saying? Her anger took her to another level. Okay. And one thing about being successful, most successful people create level level headedness. And I think the emotion took over. And at some point she decided, okay, F this. This this ain't cool. Yeah, this ain't right. Well. And we gotta understand something, y'all. Netflix was not the first place that pissed her off. This was not it this was not something a one this was not a one Yeah, yeah. And, and this was not a one time thing. She uh, had probably Yeah. And this was and not even that, even probably in her whole issue, in her whole industry journey, there have been people yeah. that probably have wronged her right. and wronged her and now I got this in my hands right. and, and now I'm looking that, at That it. should validate me in yeah. Hollywood but it's not. Yeah, and right. you know, and I, I, I can see it from an industry perspective and I can see it from her perspective, but this was not her only journey, issue in her journey. Her journey probably, as a comedian, it could have started when she was a comedian. It could have been that's what makes things more that she's still powerful, holding on to. Not even that she's holding on to it, but that she's consistent and calling it out no matter where she's been right. with. Even in the fact that when we say Lee Daniels or stuff like that, she's calling out her own. So it's not just because uh, most people will say, well, you're just calling out any white person you work with. But in the fact that she's like, no, I have people that look just like me with the same skin tone as me, but treating me like the same as the other people. I've heard, yeah, I've heard stories about her 
Right. Like, but we have, you know what I'm saying? But as, yeah. as like, I, I just wanted to classify that. Um, and and, and that it's true. Right. What, um, a lot of. see how you felt about that. No, a lot of other races get paid more. Look at the Latina market. It is infusing itself in almost everything that we watch now. They have become. Um, so, okay. So with that. So. In the entertainment aspect, is the black woman's voice being muted in there in that aspect? Yes. Because you look at the type of film. And the that darker you are, the angrier you are. Ooh. Because what they do, they find a, a replica of you in a lighter tone to make sure okay. that they can still appease both races. So if she's not too dark, we can handle her on the on the mainstream. But if she a little bit too dark, guess what? She might be a little bit too dark for what we're looking for because that means the darker she is, the angrier she is because her exposure looked a little different than this red bone over here. So let's get a red bone a little chance because she might might be a little bit happier but she still got a little curly twill to her hair she's still a little thick so we're gonna find a, a replica of that dark skin thick girl but we're gonna make a light skin so we let everybody know we appeasing the black community with someone, someone of a different color not just white right. but she, but technically she probably got a little white in her but let's just take that dark skin girl off the market for right now because it's a little bit too much no i think you i heard i think i heard tony morrison speak on something like that um i can't f remember which award she was being nominated for and she was like listen when i get it i want it because of me I mean, yeah. the, the total black woman that I am, woman the the, I am. the passion, the way I look, my locks, like everything, everything. Like the thing is, right. why, why can't you look at me and you want to extract the things that you like about me right. and you want my no, hair and you want my skin, but you don't want right. what comes, you don't want the, the life inside. that comes with this. Or the inside, the, the whole, how you bear the blunt of your community. You don't want And you this. still, you still get up and take a step each day. You never give up. You never stop fighting. And so, like, I think that is it. And I think that's the thing that pisses well. me off the most about this society, white and black society. You get to decide what looks good. When I was coming up in, in this world, I didn't see people that looked like me with my color. And it was hard to see myself in that position because I didn't see anybody that looked like me. Right. Now, now the problem is they want to take from our culture what they want to take. They so want to bronze. They want to get the ass injections. They want to get the lip injections. They want to take that. But if do you want me to throw you in the hood, and you can live like us on you know no, uh, on, on bare that, minimal raising raising your children, or you, you just want what looks appealing to the eye and what's attractive to the eye? You no, get what I'm saying? I get that. They picking and I, choosing my, what my, they want, my, and that's not fair. That, and my thought pattern in that is. You can copy the original, but you'll never be the original, That's right? True. So you can copy as much as you want from our black women, but you'll never be able to be them. You will never have the genetic force that they have. You'll never have the intellectual uh, capacity that they have, the things that they're able to deal with and to be able to put it in the levels that they put it in, whether it be from children, whether it be from bills, whether it be from spouses, to be able to go to they work. Create and have to all they create counterfeits. Listen, it ain't, a, no, 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 it's, it's not about the counterfeit part. What I'm telling you, I, I get what you're saying when you say that Hollywood or whatever industry that you're in, if they can't accept you, that they'll make a duplicate of you that's in a more compromising position that they can control, right? So that's our whole topic of trying to see what's, the problem and issue with minimizing the black voice but then you got people going back to the entertainment sphere you got people like viola davis yeah. right you got people like ruby d um you got people like uh help me out y'all um just just outspoken women who weren't who, uh, nina simone oh man i mean I'm talking about nina simone listen in case of it, for you all who don't know not only is tadra or hot toddy a dope actress but she's also a dope singer and she's been a part of a circuit theater play of featuring none other than Nina Simone. And all of her ballads, yeah. All of her dope songs. So that means that she could blow, because you know Nina Simone could blow. But I'm getting cut off here by Erica, so we can't really get into Nina Simone how we want to. Yeah, we get so, cut off. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get ready to get into our next segment. Y'all already know what that is. Memoirs of a Mama. Right now, y'all, this is the portion of the show where we do memoirs of a mama, where mothers get to vent about whatever it is that their damn children are doing to get on their nerves or just, you know, just talk about the things that bother them 
in life and they just want to get stuff off their chest. I think women just have to be able to get stuff off their chest, especially when you're a mother. So this is for all the strong mamas out there. We live our lives as though we are wearing a mask on a daily basis. We are natural actors. We go into the work. We go to work when we don't want to. We sometimes make love when we don't want to take one for the team. But we can't parent when we want to. Even on those bad days when we trying to make ends meet and it feels like it's so far away, we have to keep on pushing. So we only do what we can. We get angry. Sometimes we even lash out. Sometimes we cry behind closed doors or in the shower or we actually decide to take the long ride home that day. Just to clear the redness from your eyes, to, to tell yourself everything will be all right so your kids don't see you in pain. Well, I'm here to let you know it's okay to be vulnerable to you, with your children. Sometimes you have to show your children you have true feelings and emotions. Now, don't let them only see the mad and angry side and that hard-to-please side of a mother. You want them to see the loving, endearing, and vulnerable side, too. They'll never know what it's truly like to be a woman in this world, a strong woman in this world. So you have to be vulnerable enough to let your children see you that way. Remember, being vulnerable doesn't mean you're weak. It just means you're human. Now, we're going to welcome y'all to another edition of Diary of a Dad. You know, this is the time where we talk about the experience of what it is to be a black father. But today I want to add on a little something. I want to take time to talk to my brothers who desire to be a father and not. The other day I saw a video that really touched my heart. Here it was, a young brother walking with his baby down the street, talking about what it is to be a man in his generation. And growing up from a generation of men, whether it be a father, stepfather, uncle, cousins, or even an older brother, where we didn't see those men express love to us, where we didn't hear the words, I love you, because in those times, if you show love, it was equal to weakness. So this brother began to explain how hard it is to be a father. In his words, he said, a huge emotional undertaking. And he began to say how fatherhood exposes a lot of things about ourselves, even those hidden insecurities. And what I love the most is this brother started talking about mental therapy and how it's OK for us to deal with the emotional trauma from the past, to not be afraid to get counseling and really heal, because you'll never be able to love your child if you don't overcome those battles within yourself first. So to all the fathers and those aspiring to be fathers, think of your well-being before taking the responsibility for another human being. It's nothing wrong with needing help. It's nothing wrong with not knowing what to do, but it's not all right to do nothing about it. So do something to help yourself. Do something to help your kids. Woo! All right, y'all. Look, y'all already know what time of the show it is. We about to get into this segment called Mind Food. I liked it when we did it together. But uh, so you want to do it again? Okay, so yeah, all no, right. we did it with oh, together, yeah, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is our segment called. Mindful. That was better. Yeah, that was much better. All right, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, this is our call to action. Well, you know, after a topic like that, after a heavy discussion about, whoo, man, we could go on forever and ever. That's all you can do right now. So I'm gonna just sit back and I'm gonna listen to the black woman and not turn her voice down. Mm. Well, thank you. Let me go ahead and feed y'all some of this mind food. Go ahead and give it to him. All right, now we can all agree that there is clearly a lot of what we were told and shown as children that is currently reflecting today's society and how we may think. I mean, think about it. We've always been told men are the head of the household. They are the breadwinners. They run shit. Well, and women are their helpmeets. So women are shown to be submissive. But then on the other end of the spectrum, we have women being taught to be more independent and not depend on a man. So the struggle is so real for a lot of women just to maintain and ultimately achieve balance. And with balance, it comes understanding. And with understanding, there comes great reward. But only when there is an understanding of where each person stands. Right or wrong. All I want you guys to remember is just remember this. Do not turn the volume down on the wrong channel. 
because maybe you'll be missing out on something good. Once you take the time to clearly look at your mate and see them for what they truly are, you'll be able to understand when to turn your own volume down. And there won't have to be any other issues or discussions after that. Mm. Give it to him. You, you done? I'm making sure I ain't turning it down done. your voice. I'm done, done, but not really done. All right, so I'm going to just go ahead and just say this then. All right, so y'all heard that from Hot You'll Tardy, never be so. done. Listen, y'all heard everything that was discussed today, so I'm going to just say it like this. Some may call it angry. Some may call it passionate, strong. They call it whatever they want. Just let them know this one thing. Well-behaved women never make history. Whether that be Harriet Tubman, whether that be Rosa Parks, whether that be Angela Davis or Asada Shakur. So like I said during the topic, you are you are an original. And originals are often imitated but never duplicated. So black woman, I say this to you. Your voice is needed. Your voice is the life that our community needs. And yes, us men need to do better, and we will. So while you fighting and keep on fighting for your voice, know that there's some of us down here that's 10 toes down standing with you, all right? We love you, sisters. Well, all Ooh. right. I think that's the end of the segment. I mean... I we'll just call it a pause. We won't say it's an ending because oh, I, I, I don't know. I think we got to go back into this one. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a lot of meat left on that bone that we just need to bite off and just really get into it all right so until we come back with that part two we need y'all to do a couple of things for us we need y'all to follow us on facebook and instagram at no titles necessary and on twitter at no titles podcast and if you have any questions concerns or comments you just want to ham it out with one of us just let us know you can email us at no titles necessary podcast at gmail.com all right now check us out part two make sure y'all tune in because it's going to be live and direct Peace. Yo, woke up feeling good, feeling better. Thank God for this weather. What you wanna do today? Yo, whatever, whatever. I be talking to myself, cause I know I get her. Yo, she dope and I love her. You would too if you met her. You be stupid to let her slip out of your vision. She be on the next flight for you see that she missing. And I know you don't get it. I just need you to listen. Yo, never let a nigga mess with your intuition, man.